Hello, welcome to the 90 Minutes Cynic podcast. Just a brief note to say that the opening track for today is The Cherry Wave, Hitch a Glide, fantastic Glasgow band, check them out. Welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Gallagher, and I'm joined by a terrific panel of people, um, some of the best people I know. Um, to my left-hand side, it's uh, Christian Wolf. Pleasure to be here. As always. Uh, straight ahead of me, it's Louis McCaffrey. Yeah, it's been a long week. I've been sat in the chair all week. He's literally not moved from just, the chair. Just been waiting. And uh, to my right-hand side, it's uh, returning John Murphy. Delighted to be back, Chris. Delighted to be back. He got the call. He answered Ireland's call. Of course he did. Well, my, my call. Um, but we're going to start by talking, obviously, it's after the, the, the tragic events of last week with uh, Billy McNeil, uh, today um, we're talk, going to talk about a little bit about Stevie Chalmers as well, because he's obviously passed away as well. He had dementia, which is something that my family know about um, really pretty well. Uh, my uncle suffered from it, and... Uh, it's a horrible disease, but you know, if it raises awareness, that's a good positive thing from from anything that happens. But let's talk about Stevie Chalmers. That was a really depressing start. But uh, Stevie Chalmers, um, one of my dad's favourite players. Didn't have time to get his thoughts on uh, on the great man himself because uh, he was uh, in. Uh, where's the play? Where did he go again on holiday? He went to. Um, it's your dad. I don't know. Uh, what's the place? Spain. The, what's the place with the jail? <laughs> Italy. What's the place with the Alcatraz? Ja- Inverary. Inverary. You went. Oh. To, my mum and dad went to Inverary for four days. I was there just a few weeks back. Did Did you see them? There was a few weeks back, so no, I didn't see them. Okay, so. fair enough. But no, so I didn't have time to uh, talk about uh, Stevie Chalmers. But a couple of points, a couple of you know uh, stats. I know Christian loves his stats. He played four hundred eight times for Celtic. Scored two hundred and twenty goal, twenty eight goals. Um, he scored in the first, in the on the European Cup nineteen sixty seven run. He obviously scored the most important goal in the history of you know not only Scottish football but British football in a lot of ways. Um, he also scored in the first round against Zurich. Got a double against Nantes in the second round. Scored in home and away. Scored in the quarter final against Vojvodina. Vojvodina. How do you say? I'm looking at Christian as if he's going to know, but you're not. I don't know all European accents. Okay. I hardly know my own. I'm sorry. So. And then he obviously uh, scored, didn't he score in the semi-final, which was a bit disappointed. Dis- disappointing, I'm not going to lie. I mean, come on, Stevie, try a bit harder. Um, Having said that, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just going to interject there. That's fine. <laughs> um, we used to have on the cynical um, Ian Dugan's dad, Andy Dugan, yes. who wrote um, a book about the Lisbon Lions. He kindly gave us an extract from 
each of his chapters um and we, we ran them on the website and they're still there you should look them up but in terms of all the extracts and it's kind of like a chapter for each round and stevie chalmers just pops up in every single round and especially in the semi-final uh Jockstein, you know i think the, and tommy gamble there's quotes from both of them in the extract on the website and they're both saying stevie chalmers was amazing yeah and uh, against duckler as well so the one run he didn't score in, he was pretty much man of the match. Man well. of the match. What does it mean? What does it mean to you? Obviously, uh, Louis, we are obviously a lot younger. We've not, we didn't have as much. Ah, you saw there, I was not I. No, um, no, it's, um, it's it's just so sad that in, off the back of obviously Billy McNeil had just passed away, and then within the same week we have Stevie Chalmers go as well, and it's been uh, a a strange week. To be a Celtic fan with, uh, with so much kind of sadness around the club, um, but yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie that it was the goal, the goal that obviously that clinched the the European Cup is the one that I would um, I would think of whenever I think of Stevie Chalmers and probably someone who has scored. You know, we probably think of players these days who score major goals. They're always rightly kind of remembered remembered more probably than anybody else um massive goals in in recent times obviously um the the current greatest player in in British football Tom Rogic scored the goal the goal to win us I have I have managed and Tom Um, he scored the goal to win us the the first treble which will go down in history as you know everybody will know that it was him that that scored that goal for that treble um, and yet Stevie Chalmers I wonder how many you know young people these days would really know Stevie Chalmers even from my generation would everybody know Stevie Chalmers probably not as much as maybe we spoke about last week with Billy McNeil Billy McNeil yeah. you know right away um, but what the man achieved in his goal scoring record that, uh, and everything else is uh, is huge, it was a, a magnificent achievement, and obviously a magnificent player of his time. John, thoughts on Stevie B? Well, I think it's incredibly interesting. If you look back to um, in nineteen fifty-five, he had tuberculosis, and yes, um, was told basically that he had a very short time left to live, and then to go on from that twelve years later to to score that goal and to write his name and to the minds, the hearts and minds of Celtic fans everywhere and the the collective uh, unconscious of all the football fans, I think, that uh, read about the great European Cup winning teams, particularly Celtics. And his death and obviously the sad death of Billy McNeil, you know, in a way, like, we have to cherish these players from this golden generation and more so because it's becoming more evident that they're probably not going to be around for all that much longer. Yeah. And then in saying that, you look at our position now in Europe compared to what it was then as a club, and it would be fair to say that that's changed. However, you do have to still cherish our own great achievements in this era. Of course. of course, You have to look to that example because, as Louis says about Tom Rogic, it will be our job to pass down these stories that will be asked, where were you when that goal was scored under that manager? So... I think there's there's sadness, but I think there's a lot of lessons we can learn from 
the the outpouring of uh, grief and you know heartfelt condolences from all the fans and all the ex players. Yeah, exactly. And um, my dad, obviously, being me being a little bit older, and my dad being obviously older than maybe your your father's. Like, I, he's passed a lot more maybe stories in terms of you know the players, and I maybe know the players a little bit more. Um, and just the way that my dad talks about Stevie Chalmers, Stevie Chalmers just Chalmers and Lennox and. Clark, McNeil, Simpson, you know, it's just, it's, it rolls off the tongue, they're just, you know, and that's the thing, like, they are so immortal in terms of legacy and in terms of, you know, pass when they, as they pass away, it, it, you know, it's, they're not here, but they always will be here, and it's, it's an amazing thing to have that over such an amazing club, and it, uh, it's it, fantastic. It, mu- it must also be amazing for the the Lisbon Lions who, for example, were there at the game at the weekend um, for for the kind of, you know, the celebration of Billy McNeil's life um, before the game and things. It must be special for them in some ways to see the reaction and the outpouring of kind of grief and, and but also celebration that they see because they know for a fact that when they go they will be heralded just as much and they'll they'll be remembered forever. For the for the lifetime of the club, they'll be remembered. Yeah, this is going to sound lame, but you know the phrase that's um, kind of put about into our like, Celtic family, right? Now, <clears throat> it's such a corny, cheesy thing. But see, when you see like everyone kind of coming together in a sort of united grief, it does really make you think about we are, you know, we're all... Com- connected by this joint experience of being Celtic supporters. I'll always see you as the creepy uncle. <laughs> Sorry, man. Anyway. Um, There's always one in each family. <laughs> there really is. And it's, uh, it might well be me, but that's that's none of your business. I meant, I meant Louis. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. And he, I, he has I to. stick by my statement. So it's like eating a pie during a minute silence. That until I just <laughs> killed it dead. <laughs> killed it dead. Not noisy, but probably not right either. Not, yeah. Not. Um, so what we just want to say is Stevie Chalmers, an unbelievable footballer, an unbelievable man, a legend, and uh, his legacy as part of the Lions will live forever. Um, fantastic stuff. Uh, also, I should say that we're going to, again, I mentioned this last week when we were talking about Billy McNeil, we will be doing a sort of Lisbon Lion um, sort of feature podcast, and uh, we'll get Andy Dugan in, we'll get my dad in, we'll try and get some, you know, some of the lines actually on it as well. We're, we're going to do our best to make it an actual, you know, amazing celebration of what they did. So, uh, moving on, um, website, anything going up, Christian? Yes, so um, tomorrow I hope to have Frankie Mitchell's um, match posters for May up. So, obviously, Frankie- what's your thoughts, John, on the, the posters? I think the posters are fantastic. I really like the kind of the kind of iconography of them. I like I like the um, idea, like the the simplicity, like the the kind of minimalism. The idea of like harking back to a time where strips weren't adorned by labels and sponsors. There is there is something quite um, quite uh, nostalgic and just really really minimal about them. I enjoy that, you know. Yeah, classic. And you're right. I mean, Frankie, I've done this for every single game, Celtic game this year, and you can also see the trend in. You know, you know, in the way she does them as well. Who you're making a She's, you know, she's got lots of different styles. But you say, John, like the, in April, especially, there was quite a lot about the simplicity. I really like the one for the Kilmarnock game, which is just um, the outline on the M77, and it doesn't sound <laughs> that interesting. But it's a really, really cool poster. So um, I'll be really interested to see what uh, she's done for all the games in May. Um, 
and we know she's going to be. Uh, we won't say what it is, but she's going to be on the it's like the biggest stage. Yes. Well, well, yeah. just slightly. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, Frankie's getting so much credit and so much publicity. She's for, getting the publicity she deserves. Absolutely. Um, um, I, I think we've. I think it must have been only six months or, or so, maybe a bit longer since we first had her work on, and it's it's, it's really taken off and, and well deserved. Fantastic. Uh, po- uh, we'll have a preview up, as always, probably. Yeah, on Friday. Poor Matt. Matt Evans does all the previews. He's I don't know if I've asked Matt. If not, he'll hear this and he'll start writing it. Um, he does a genuinely fantastic job um, and uh, can't thank him enough. So there'll be a preview up before every game, minute by minute with um, probably Graham. Probably. Um, and uh, yeah, fantastic. Uh, no live if, if it sounds like we've, we're not on top of things, it's because we've been busy doing other things. Yes. Isn't we, it correct? We've been, we've been um, creating a tier system on Patreon for everyone to subscribe to. Thanks for the outpouring of support that we've had since releasing our plans. Tier uh, 3 CSE. Tier 3 CSE. It was trending. I mean, it wasn't trending, but let's kid on. It was trending. <laughs> kid on. It was above Game of Thrones at one point. I, I c- correct. Um, but at least tier, you can see the bloody thing. Tier yes. 3 CSE. Um, we will have... Um, so the Patreon goes live on Thursday. Um, there will be a video to accompany it. Um, we'll kind of talk you through everything. Thank you for everyone who's genuinely... It's kind of hit us all in a very in a very good way about um, people caring about the 90-minute cynic. And uh, thanks very much. I went out and bought some new clothes because... The money's coming in, and it's it? coming in. <laughs> Not to you, son. The bl- <laughs> oh, fuck your joke. Yeah. Oh, you, you, you'll get your 25 well, pence. Like, we just need to have Chris eating first. Oh, Listen, once, we, once he has enough. I'm Gucci down to the socks. I thought we were going big time. If we can get me a line of just oats and gruel, then you can get your Gucci stuff. Uh, but anyway, as I say, thank you very much for everyone who's, who's taken the time, and uh, there'll be more things to come over the next uh, couple of days. No live lunch this week. I'm in Bristol. Oh, okay. Oh, see, it started already. So you get you signed up and then they piss <laughs> off. Don't even do the live lunches anymore. This is how it starts, people. That's how it starts. Um, the English Riviera. That's it. Yes, of course. Uh, my wonderful girlfriend is from Bristol. But I'm going I'm going to watch the game in the Sportsman Sportsman's Arms. Uh, it's this, the Bristol Celtic Supporters Club. So if anyone wants to buy me a pint, that would be class. Are you, are you doing any work down there, or you just, is it just holding? I am doing work down there. Okay. I might be recording a podcast down there. I might be doing putting some bits together down there. So how about you all suck it? Um, but sportsman's yeah. Arms sounds a bit like a Mousen <laughs> Boone novel, doesn't it? It no. does. I'm going to be relaxing in the Sportsman's Arms. It sounds very partridge with a pint of bitter and a daily meal. Nice. Uh, but I've never been to Bristol, but it seems so far south. It's not even England, which is... It's right beside Wales. It's yeah. like... Those oh, are, is that Bristol? Yeah. What am I confusing that with no, it is Bristol. It's south as well. Isn't it's it? right. It's right on the border of Wales. It's beside. It's not far from Cardiff. It's forty minutes from Cardiff. I'm confusing it with Brighton. Sorry, that's what I'm doing. Do you know the way he looked at me there when he <laughs> thought he was right? He looked at me like I was a piece of scum, like on his shoe. Well, he's Norwegian. He's Norwegian. Yeah, it's all the same to me. Okay, so let's let's focus on the football. Um, the tribute to Billy McNeil by the Green Brigade was fantastic. Um, I think we all saw the pictures of it, and it was just uh, just wonderful. The timing of it, how it went up, and everything, and uh, really emotional with like the, the opera singer then playing "You'll Never Walk Alone." Yeah, Nessam Nes- Dorma, Dorma, then "You'll Never Walk Alone," and then the reveal of the the the, um, the banner was was fantastic. Uh, John Boy, you were at the game. Just what's your initial thoughts on just the game as a whole? I think. Um as you've spoke about, the, the the game was the, the secondary occasion 
even though we're still going for a league title, we've still not confirmed a league title yet. The, the game itself was secondary to the amazing tribute to Billy McNeil. I mean, it was overwhelming. Like I, I couldn't get the words out for you never walk on. I couldn't get the words out. It was um, a special atmosphere and a special day. And also, I think it's really important to acknowledge how exemplary and excellent all the Kilmarnock fans were and joined in and were just, were, you know, a real credit to to their to their club and it was um then so strange after that uh, energy that that emotional atmosphere for the game to start and for that atmosphere just to drop so much when when you seen the the performance uh, of the Celtic players that it seemed duly flat they seemed devoid of um ideas and um, I think the main thing to take away from it is that the lack of penetration is going forward is, is a huge problem the way it was before Christmas. Yeah, um, Louis, two words for you. Um, actually, no, I'll, I'll hold those words back. <laughs> Just give me your initial thoughts on the game. Really that, was, that was shite, mate. I was pish, man. Or something along those lines. That was pish. <laughs> um, Louis, just an initial question. Would, have had, would Celtic have played better if Tom Rodrick would have played? No, I was going to say, if, when's Tam getting back for the World Whoa, Cup? Um, he's, he's at the World Cup. This is so we, we make fun of, of Rodrick because uh, he hasn't gone back from the World Cup, but it's difficult to get back from Russia. Ask Edward Snowden. It's true. You know, you know, he's probably halfway across Italy at the moment. Edward you know. Snowden is still there. Yeah, yeah of course. So. Big Ed S. Sorry, he's done. Where's some man? Is he hiding somewhere? Um, <laughs> He's got his hand up my bottom. <laughs> my arm is bumping my <laughs> Joke. Oh, well. Um, I wasn't very good again, was it? Um, and I don't know. I, I, was, I was quite disappointed because I didn't think they used the atmosphere in the way that they could have. And I, I suppose, to a certain extent, an atmosphere like that on an occasion like that could go either way. But it was just a very typical performance of what we've had. Under Neil Lennon, there was no real surprises other than the fact that we, for large parts of the game, were pretty stale. We just look like a team desperate to finish that are just done. And the one, obviously the one kind of miraculous moment was... Number five, Yozo scoring in the 67th we'll, minute. We'll get, we'll get to that in a minute because I want to kind of take a little bit of time um, on that. But, but Yozo is the one massive positive of the, the recent games, the recent kind of disappointing flat games. I'll Yozo's tell you the something. Man. See the rat, right? He has ruined so... Can I just say thanks? Thanks for the film to him without getting that right. Because see that live lunch? I was offended. I know a lot of people were. He kept mentioning his, his, his name. <laughs> So apologies, listen, we'll get you in, you'll be director, you'll be producer, mm-hmm. we'll, you'll get credit for all of it, it'll be on IMDb, it'll be incredible. Um, but the Rat ruined so many defenders' careers when he was at Celtic. Yep. By firstly... Ru- ruined the wrong ones. I mean, Boyata. Oh. It didn't ruin him. No, well, He kind of oh, ruined himself, but... No, but what I mean is... Um, talking about Eric Swerchenko. See the revisionist history with that guy. It's insane. Eric didn't even want to be a football player. I thought, thought genuinely thought that was who you were talking about. No, no. Who, who, who are you talking about? Well, Jozo making Jozo do things he didn't have to do. 
Jozo has, it's like you come in and you see you've got a player here who, these are your attributes. It's like when I play Championship Football Manager, I'm like, okay, here are the attributes. He's a really good uh, uh, header of the ball. He's positionally excellent. He can't really pass. And it's better if he lets the guy on his right-hand side work. Okay, so what we'll do is every time he gets the ball, he'll pass the ball out. Or he steps in a space. Like, as opposed to, you're going to do what I'm going to tell you, it doesn't matter who you are. You let, let the players work for the Do you not think he's, I, he's arguably stepping out more? No, well, no, that's no, what no. I mean. I, th- I think he's. It, it's strange because we've seen the last few games he's been stepping out more than Christopher Ayer, I think. No, no, he obviously had that in his locker. You're absolutely right. He had that in his locker, but he's not passing as much. He's not making these. It's not going back to the goalkeeper and then back to Jozo and then no, back to the right back. And he's, no, but my point is that by passing out in a very distinct style of play, I think it ruined a lot of players. I think you're right. I think there are. Has a hell of a lot to answer for. Anyway, but Yozo, Yozo, I think it, we're all in agreement. New contract, <laughs> captain, give him the number five for life. For life, for life. Um, as I've said it before, and I'll say it again, let's just hold off with Yozo because I'm still waiting for him to make. Actually, it doesn't even matter if he makes well, I think in all this, um, we can come on to the game and what Celtic have been. I like. I do love Yozo, and I want him to be fair. And what Celtic have been like under Lennon, but. The main goal, okay, you got the cup final, but after that, it's straight on to the Champions League qualifiers. And what you really need there is, in my view, a goalkeeper and the two centre backs to to know each other and to play together. And, and you know, I, thought I the think three all of them the last, were the best. At the weekend, well, I think you know, you look at how few goals they've been conceding, how little chances they've been conceding. Um, okay, there's a couple of moments in the game by the weekend we can talk about, but I think bark, for now, bark. A year, Joso and Bain. You know, you, you, at least you go into the qualifiers with. I think you know that's a steady triangle there, and add Tierney in as well. And I don't think that's a better situation to be in than last year when you didn't know where your centre backs are going to come from. So I think the best thing for now. Okay, I'm happy for Celtic to go out and, and look for another centre back as well. But starting the season, those three, I'll be fairly comfortable with that. John, thoughts on that? I think they, they were the standouts, you know, at the weekend. I actually thought Lustig had a really good game at the weekend Hello, too. Hello, you are welcome back every week, of course. I'm going to disagree. I just thought like the quality of uh, passing out from the back was really good. I thought Bain's distribution was fantastic. And I don't know, obviously you watch Celtic on TV and then you watch them in the stadium and you feel like you, you become like a football manager yourself. You feel like you can see the patterns. And what I think teams elected to do to Celtic for a while where it was Boyata and Ayer is to restrict the space for Ayer so that it was Boyata that had to carry the ball Yeah, but now it's not Boyata in there and it's Yozo and he looks far more comfortable doing that so even though Ayer's maybe not getting the opportunity to break into the space as much Jozo has, has done so admirably and certainly uh, Scott Bain had a couple of terrific saves oh terrific saves the one where he tipped it over the bar in the in the first half the, the long ranger yeah, yeah. And then obviously the save from uh, Chris Park as well. I um, I said at the start of the season, um, or just Gordon, Gordon's the best. I love Gordon, Gordon. It's got Bain Shay. That is an absolute Because that's what your puppet master told you to say. And who said that Bain should be in the team and he was the greatest? <laughs> that was Me my... and this guy. Okay, yeah. And this say, guy. I, I literally wrote that. He only, I, only in January, but come on, behave yourself. <laughs> what, I'd, what I'd say is, what I, I, I absolutely did have uh, my doubts about Bain, but he hasn't put a foot wrong. And I'm far more confident. I'm not saying that he should be... Oh, I know, you don't want to go too far, but 
got egg in your face, cut <laughs> broadfoot, you've got egg in your face. Continue. If there's anyone who's ever had egg in that, listen, I mean, I literally have it recorded some. Any means necessary. Any means necessary. Understand by it. You turned, <laughs> turned again last week. He's flip flop. I've told you this. Brown, you want him in the team, out of the team? What is it this week? <laughs> <laughs> He's quite good sometimes. It's quite annoying. Um, but no, um, being I'm more comfortable, I think, with him. If we are going to the Champions League qualifiers, I'm more comfortable than I was before. He's done a lot to maybe relax me, maybe make me realise that maybe he's got more attributes and he's better. And the thing is, though, it does come from game time. And he is young as well. And that's... We need to realise that if these guys are going to develop, they are going to make mistakes. Um, Bain will probably have a mistake in him now and then. But it's just how you react to that. I'm not saying Celtic couldn't or shouldn't upgrade on Yoso and Bain, because I think they could. And if the right players are available, they should. But I just think for the Champions League qualifiers, those three are playing... They're comfortable, they're at a good level. I think that's... And they know each other, as you say. You know, for those first eight games, I think it needs to be those three. Um, I think uh, looking at uh, kind of Lennon's lineup, why does Azagiri keep playing? Because he plays left-back. It's like on Football Manager, right? (laughs) You've got a left-back position and you look at who can play left-back because they've got the wee LB next to them. Would you not play him? And you've got one guy that's... one, One guy's injured. Would you not play Hayes instead? No, he's LWB or LM, and that's not LB. So I see where he's going wrong. He's seen LB and he just puts him in. He think he can play there because that's his position. Right, this is definitely routine. You've thought about this. You've written this down maybe a couple of times. You've I'm going to eat a tea cake. You continue. He was uh, round at the stand last night just polishing that. Just polishing it off. Uh, what do you think about Izzy? Finished. Absolutely finished. By quite some Done. distance. And it's not his fault, but... I think um, when you watch the game on Saturday, um, everything was going down the left. And it was so frustrating because Izagiri can only pass the ball straight ahead or inside. And then Sinclair, whenever Izagiri had the ball, instead of staying out wide where he could receive a pass, he would tuck in to the edge of the 18 yarder. Yeah. And Forrest would do the same at the other side. So they've obviously been told to do that. Yeah. So it was just a constant breakdown where. There was there was no way to comp- to get a pass forward, yeah, and in, in, in that space and Sinclair just, I mean, he really he really didn't show anything again for me. <laughs> we're, like, we're we're at the stage where they're, they're looking at giving him a new contract. No, not for me. I, I would I, say no. Five grand a week, definitely not on the money that he's on because unless like because you could see it earlier on in the season with Tierney, you know, shouting at Sinclair for not being in a position to receive the ball. Yeah. I mean, Izagiri is not going to do that because I think Izagiri plays like a man who knows that he shouldn't be in that 11. Yeah. In his heart of hearts, he knows that he shouldn't be there at the moment. But um, I think if Hayes hadn't got clattered against Hibs, he'd have started Hayes. Yeah. Hayes, Hayes did take a pretty heavy knock against Hibs and he did keep going, so maybe that was the strategy. But it was so flat. There was no from, kinda, the, the, from the kickoff, though. Yeah. It was so flat from the kickoff. I was very I was surprised at how we approached it. Um and frankly, Kilmarnock had the best chance with Burke and they should have scored. And I ask you this question. If Kilmarnock... Now, we get, we go over this hump and that's all that really matters. But just looking at where we were on Saturday with all the emotion going through the games and how we didn't really start as well as we would have hoped. If Burke takes the lead, 
do you think we drop points on Saturday? Christian? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it is a feature. Um, especially now with the Celtic team. is it's, it's not that they're not creating chances, because they are creating chances, but... They're not finishing. Yeah, I mean, that, that usually comes... You keep creating, they'll come, but there's, there's kind of that patience thing, whereas under the rat... It, you kind of felt, even though they were playing badly, that there was a belief and they just kept doing the yeah. same things. We can maybe move on to some of the stats later on. But there seems to be, if it doesn't really happen quickly or the first half, it's it kind of gets a bit rushed. It's some of the decision-making in terms of shooting. Hello, Tom Rodgick. Um, Hello, Celtic had 10 shots from outside the box um, at the weekend and some of them were pretty far off. And it's... The crosses we can talk about a bit later as well. So there's all those kind of things. Whereas it seems a bit rushed. And it seems a bit impatient, and it, that matches with yeah. what with what Neil Lennon said post match yeah. when he said the the word he hates most in football is patience. <laughs> and, yeah. and I mean, this he, is, he said, you know, for the rat, I, I quite clearly remember him getting angry with the crowd because the crowd was getting impatient. I think this is last season. See, the saying, signs are there all along, man. We should have <laughs> slapped them, man. He, he was just saying, look. Be patient. We'll play it out. We we'll play it. It'll happen. But you know, there needs to be a patience in the team. And I think you have, yeah, the the complete opposite. In, yeah, in and, that, and that's the thing. So, so Lennon says, um, you know, the word I hate most in football is patience. Celtic should always be on the front foot. And I think the the truth lies somewhere in between. I think yeah. we should have patience to an extent, but at the same time, as Neil Lennon says, we probably should always be on the front foot. But it's about how you work that so the, the Celtic team looks tired they, they look tired physically and emotionally and you can understand that they've played a lot of football um, but to me if, if Neil Lennon's coming out and saying to them right get in amongst it straight away and they're tired emotionally and physically and it's a case of it doesn't matter what they, you know just just go for it you know it, that that's going to wear thin really quick and you're going to get picked off and Celtic get picked off to quote a kind of old school term, they they lost a lot of their individual battles um, against. But they're also not playing to individual strengths. I mean, if Gary Hooper was in that team, we joked about him. Um, I think last week, but Gary Hooper, for example, is the type of player who played under Neil Lennon, and he's the type of striker that I think Neil Lennon thinks he's got in Edward just now. If you get wide men flash a ball across the the. <laughs> flash a ball across the box Gary Hooper would be the type to be running towards goal so would Lee and, Griffiths. and, and so tap would, one in so would, so, Lee Griffiths. so would Lee Griffiths yeah but that's not Edward that's that's never been Big Eddie's game but also, and yet you're, you're, you're then and then you've got someone like Cal McGregor who he should be he should be the one that controls things and dictates the pace of the game he's not dictating the pace of the game <laughs> He's not allowed to under Lennon, I don't think. And there's not, for all, you know, how we used to play under a different manager and things like that, as Christian says, yes, patience, but also a calmness on the ball that just seems to be completely lost. Players don't have the same composure. Because they're told and to do things a thousand times faster. But, uh, uh, but also because I think when they're, they're told that when they get to the, when they get to the, um, when they get to the final third, that they've got to stay there. And they've got to, you know, I, I think they just, they're, they're starved because every team that we play against just now are just solid two banks of four, pretty much every man behind the ball. And then we're struggling then. And I, I, I just feel as if they're, 
there's a mental side of the game that they're not being able to deal with, and, and that's more of the the biggest change I think is the mental approach rather than maybe even the the kind of <coughs> lineup and tactics. I think you're I think you're right. Yeah, Christian, yeah. you're going to say something. I think there was this kind of thing going on the last couple of days about Celtic's crosses. Um, so I had a look at the stats comparing the Rats' 27 games compared to Lemon's 8 to see if there was any changes in the style of play. Um, and a lot of them is, is quite similar in terms of the amount of passes, the uh, amount of passes goes forward in terms of the pass completions and all that kind of thing. They're pretty similar. It's the same as like how much possession Celtic has. It's all similar. The thing that stands out a lot is that under Rodgers, Celtic attempted 17.7 crosses per game. Under Lennon, it's gone up to 25.5. So that's almost a 50% increase in crosses. And it's not only crosses, it's all trick that modern FIPA used. They also record what kind of crosses comes in. So they differentiate. <laughs> average, good. They differentiate between high ones and low ones, which is quite self explanatory. If, if the high cross, it's, it's head height. Um, under Rogers, forty nine percent of the crosses <coughs> were high, and that other half was was low crosses. So you kind of, you know, a low cross is probably you might have a better chance from it. Under Lennon, is sixty three percent so high. So not only are Celtic putting in more crosses, they're putting in high crosses. Um, most of the crosses, getting in the mixer, uh, getting in the mixer. Most of, most of the high crosses don't even get in the box; they just go right over. Bypass the box altogether. It is clear that Lennon says, "Look, get it in." In terms of passes into the penalty box, under Rodgers there was f- almost thirty-one passes per game. With Lennon, is thirty-eight. So it's obviously lots of passes being thrown into the box. Um, so, so that's the one clear difference between those two. Everything else is fairly similar, but especially on the crosses, you can see a really, really big increase. Can I ask a question, Statsman? Of course, Louis. Who's providing these crosses? Are they predominantly coming from Azagiri and Lustig, or are they coming from Forrest and other? What's it, Claire? Well, he doesn't play, does he? It's he usually played his. Saturday, you know? I, I know, but you I, I, don't, I don't mean that game. Because the, 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 the point yeah. I'm making... No, I, it is you. Majority is the fullbacks. Because what I'm, what I'm thinking is, is Lennon telling Azagiri and Lustig because of their frailties as peop- as as physical specimens that get to a certain point and just get it in the box because he doesn't want they don't he maybe doesn't want them to advance too high up the pitch and then potentially not be able to get back. So is well, it a case of get to a certain point, whip a ball in and that's that's the tactic because of who he's got it in terms in of where, in terms of where on the pitch they've taken from, like high up or further down, it's not really any difference. The the difference is the amount and you know, the type of crosses, whether they're high or low. Um, does this surprise you, John, being at the games? Does it surprise you? The No, it's um, it's not too dissimilar to, to when the Rat was in charge, when we're struggling. Um, but as you've mentioned, that sense of belief that they can, the players can find a way through yeah. two banks of four that are just camped. And it's maddening to watch, but certainly... As a Geary, you're watching him. You know when he gets to that position, about 25 yards out in the touchline, he's just going to swing a leg at it. Swing a leg at it. Son. Swing a leg at it. See what happens. Just get it in there. Express yourself, you know. Yeah. Get there and do it. And Hayes is the same. He's big, looping, um, you know, baffling, perplexing crosses. 
neither particularly high nor particularly low that clear the six-yard box and, and trundle away. But I think the main issue is, obviously, you can look at the stats and you can look at more specifics. Forrest isn't beating his men anymore. He isn't. He, maybe that's just fatigue from a long season. Yeah. Maybe managers of other teams are getting wise to it and looking at Forrest's position and saying, we'll have one man go to him, we'll have another man close the space that he goes into. So Forrest isn't beating his men and Sinclair isn't beating his man. So then you've got, what else are you going to do in that situation? You've then got Lustig with the ball, who has no one to give it to, and Azagiri with the ball, who has no one to give it to. Edward would much rather, as a forward, come out to the line and take the ball at his feet and beat a man himself. But no, he's been told to stay central. We need you to stay central. So then he's cancelled out of the game. So then you've got Forrest, Sinclair and Edward in positions where they can't receive the ball or influence the game. So then what else is there to do? other than swing a ball in the box when there's no way to get a ball to feet. McGregor, when he had the ball on Saturday, Forrest and Sinclair tuck inside again. He either has to pass it to the full-backs, give it to Brown to let Brown try and dink it over the top. It's all breaking down. And I, I think I think the lack of versatility on, on the wings, you know, and, and players that are able to take a man on, I think that's really causing a lot of problems for us, you know. Yeah, it's absolutely. limiting the creativity. I will say about Kilmarnock as well that I think you can see the difference in a team coached by Derek McGuinness and one by Steve Clark when they line up at Celtic Park. Um, it, 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 in terms of like Killy just sets up and it's, it's quite low, like it's really low block. Um, but they're in a strict four four two. Half space alert, half space oh, alert. We might get to some of the half spaces <laughs> later on. Um, but it's very much a four four two. And, and and a proper one, but they do what they do is, is so no marking, so they don't fall in that Aberdeen trap where Derek McGinnis says follow your man, stick with your man, do it, because in a way that is easier for Celtic because they are better than their person who tries to mark them. In my, personal the, battles, you win your personal, personal battle, battles. It's easier to drag them out of space. space yeah. You can go on. Whereas if you look at Kelly, very disciplined, stay in your zone, do there. Do Livingston does a little bit of the same and it's just that concept of if you have players that are not as good as opposition don't try and man mark them don't try and just sit and frustrate them and do it it kind of reminds me of and I think this is maybe where Steve Clark takes a lot of his inspiration for it. see the Leicester team that won the league yeah. they were very much the same like two banks of four two really quick forwards and they break like and obviously and bro, in the form of his life just now as well mm-hmm. scoring goals and, and they see when they win the ball they're pretty good because so many times Saturday, like they try and hit one of the forwards, usually a quick layoff. They spin and then get the ball they, they back, broke, and, and they, they yeah. create a, a, quite a bit of havoc. They they broke about three times down our right hand side, and um, so much space. I mean, Gary Dicker's one of their best players. He's their captain. He's a central midfielder. <laughs> who was he? He was playing as a centre half. I, he played he, very well. He played it? very well. What so, did you say, John? Who's the young lad on the wing? Was it? I can't remember his number off the top of my head. He was Miller, causing right. absolute... Yeah. He, he had Lustig on toast for pace yeah. every uh, single time. He's a, he's a loan from Liverpool, I think he is. Yeah, is yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, he was, I thought he was a really, really bright spark. But, like, you, but you just see the, the value of, of Steve Clark there, like in, in terms of his Kamarnock team, in terms of what have the resources they have, and in, the, in a way they have good players, but Clark makes them better than the sums some of, of the their parts. parts. Yeah. Derek McGuinness... Mm-hmm. Like they should, they shouldn't really be anywhere near the Aberdeen team, but but they are. They're just as good. And I think see, it's down to Clark. See him um, on that point. 
if you remember uh, the game earlier in the season when we played Kilmarnock at Celtic Park and we turned them over, mm-hmm. I think it was, was it 5-1 it finished? 5-1, yeah. 5-1. I think like it, it, with Christie not being in there, I, I think we've lost so much with Brown and McGregor together rather than McGregor and Christie. Because even Christie just coming back in yeah. a few weeks ago when he came back from injury, instantly uh, starts breaking through the lines, instantly has his head up and yeah. is, is moving into the space, similar to the way Armstrong used to do, where he would and, drag players with him. Yeah. And what, now that he's injured again, that feels like so static. What, so what static. Christie does, as you said, he breaks the line, but he also, he's a really good presser. And if you look at some of his tackling stats and, and stuff, like he's, he's really high up. He's just, he's one of those players, and I, I like to talk about this, is, is where he's kind of came up in one position and he was pretty good there, like as an attacker, as, as a forward, but... It's kind of the same thing with Cal McGregor, even Christopher Ayer in the sense. It's like if you take them one role back in the field, they bring that skill set they had in one position, but they bring it into like a slightly different position. So it becomes like, and they excel in it. And it's, it's kind of there where it's like, you're not quite good enough to be really good in that position. But see, see if you put your one back, suddenly like they found the position. I think that's true with McGregor, who we're not using in the best role. I, I'm, I'm going to keep saying uh, and Christy all of it charm as well for me I think putting charm in goals I might do that <laughs> judging um, by that logic so Andrew Angus uh, gives us a question since the former manager left um, the slow build up has returned goals have been at a premium and our pressing game has fallen apart as evidenced by the joy Kilmarnock were getting when playing out from the back on Saturday and this comes to your point that you've all just made. Bearing in mind Ryan Christie was injured in the final game before Neil Lennon's return, is it a case that the problem of August and September have resurfaced due to Christie's absence rather than Lennon's presence? Is Christie now a very integral part of this team? I, I, well, I'm going to keep banging the drum there. Yeah, I think Celtic's best run this year has been with McGregor at number six and Christie at number eight. And, I, and I, I don't think that's a coincidence. But that doesn't match up with your 668 or 886 because Roderick's a 10. It's true. Oh, we're, but, break, we're breaking, uh, but, breaking rules. Um, John, I'm going to come to John. I'm going to talk about the fact that Jozo Simunovic, our number five, scored the winning goal in the 67th minute. Now, if you don't think it was the 67th minute, <laughs> how about... You're a honey. You take yourself, you boring bastard. It's dead air. What's that? It's dead air. I don't know. I'm so angry right now that I can't even think it. Um, I think if, if you felt the need to point that out on Twitter. Yeah. You'll, that, be, do, you'll be doing two point nothing as far as I'm concerned for the rest of your fucking Celtic related days. The, uh, the well actually CSC. Well thing. actually, um, I support the golf. Anyway, but it was a cracking goal. Firstly, it was a cracking header. It was an ama- unbelievably amazing tribute. Um, a tribute. It was just, I guess it was just fate. Um, it was a cross and it was a header and after one could not believe it. <laughs> could not believe it. When Time it aside and who scored and it, it? Just we scored. I was so, I was very, um, like I've been with a lot of the games in the league since Lennon came back in, my shoulders were slumped and I just thought, we are not going to score here. This just, I can feel it. Yeah. I can feel the energy in the players drained. I just can't see it happening. And uh, then, actually, it took me a minute to kind of really understood what had happened because I thought, was that directly from the corner? Was that a cross from a corner that no. went in the box onto someone's head? Was that a cross 
from the corner flag from someone's foot <laughs> onto someone's head that resulted in a goal. It was, so, and then it wasn't. Yeah. when I seen it back, I don't know. See if you actually look at the replay of the, cro- the yeah. corner from Johnny Hayes, it's appalling. Well, that's true to form then. So yeah, yeah. but um, utterly incredible. And then someone shouted about the 67th minute. I think it was my dad shouted it. And um, everyone was, you know, not like to all of Celtic Park like, via announcement, yeah. like he said it John Starr's got something to say. He, he just said, <laughs> and then... Boys. And it was, uh, obviously, it was exciting, and it was uh, it was a huge buzz. And then, uh, you know, it was just a nerve shredding uh, half an hour after that. But what a moment for Jozo as well. I'm happy for him that he's had that moment. Because you do wonder, like, maybe he is playing with less of a weight on his shoulders now that the rat isn't in charge. Yeah. Because you got the impression that the rat didn't think very highly of him. And maybe if you do have someone who is coming into training every day and you know he doesn't fancy you as a player, having a new a person come in who you've not worked with really before, Neil Lennon, who's come in and, you know, said, you know, you're doing brilliantly, like, keep Aye. doing what you're doing, you can do it. And he said that, he said that in his press conference, and I think you need to give Neil Lennon a lot of credit oh, yeah. for how well Jozo's done. See, see, not to rewrite history again, though, but um, with uh, the Rat and Christie, hmm. he played Christie out of necessity rather than just, we had injuries and he played him, and then Christie went on an unbelievable turn of form. Again, I'm not going to rewrite history because he did then cultivate a, a position for him and he did, did continue to play him but sometimes I do think we were under such a spell with Rodgers that nothing he did would be seen as oh it's done for the long term and all this and he was such a, an ingenious it was early on in the relationship everything was going well was going you know well. just ignoring the bad things he's still whispering in your ear telling you how beautiful you look <laughs> yeah. as John says I said on the live lunch on, on Friday that I doubted how much you know, even all the tributes to Bill McDeal and the atmosphere, how much that actually affects a team. And, uh, and I don't think it'd do much, but I do think it, it probably was the case for Joso because I think he felt that a lot wearing that shirt. And he's had a good run anyway, but you can kind of, maybe it's just see you, the dis- you see the, things in But he seemed like he was... The determination uh, to yeah. win that header uh, is just incredible. I, I, think, I think he really felt that. And I think... Being, you know, 67 minutes on the clock and, and being number five. and, and 68 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> it was, I mean, I think Ron and Kearney, who did the minute by minutes, he just said, you know, I got goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah, he did it live. And I, and I think even watching it back, I just watched it back, the highlights earlier today. And even then, I got a bit of goosebumps. It's just... It's an incredible it's, thing. I think it was Lush to Dusted as well. I think the whole team wants... I, he's just, you know, patting his shirt going on before. He's 67 mm. minutes. And it's yeah, just like, it was, it was a really nice moment. All the other players look so pleased for yeah. him, though. Like, yeah, yeah. Him mm-hmm. as if he was mm-hmm. like but a just, living embodiment. You could like kind of feel the whole crowd moment. going, yes, we scored. Oh, shit, it was Jozo. Oh, shit, look at the crowd. Uh, oh, and a few people probably started crying. It, it was it was genuinely touching moment. Yeah. But that, that's yeah. the thing, though. It's like the kind of, um, the reinstitution of Jozo Samunovic into how he can... He has risen. He, he, he has risen, and he will rise. What a time of year. Uh, right, so mm. that was a great victory in terms of the, just the result mm. and the fact of Jozo scoring, how much it meant. Performance wasn't great. Let's not lie. Mm. Let's not put it... Let's not joke around it. We toiled, but it's done. We need a point against uh, Aberdeen at Petodre. If this was us when we're fully up and running next season, we could then, you know, we'll have a full podcast looking at um, Aberdeen and how that's going to go. We're kind of struck for time just now, so we won't be doing that. 
Um, I want to ask about uh, manager chat. Uh, I'm just going to. I'm going to find. Chat. I like that. Do it again. We, I can't. <laughs> put me on the spot, man. It's been t- manager chat. chat. One more. We jingle. <laughs> Piss off. You're thinking liberties. Could Pay you me. make a jingle. Pay John, me, John. Manager chat. Go. Manager chat. Christian. I'm not going to do a song. Okay, that's right. Okay. Uh, we've been linked with uh, again. These are all rumours. The, the big rumour is that um, Dermot Desmond met with Rafa Benitez a couple of times. There's a rumour he met with Mourinho. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me just hypothetically say that you had the option to have Jose Mourinho as the next Celtic manager. Would you take him? Fucking over Neil Lennon. <laughs> 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 come home, Jozo, come home. Jozo? Jozo. Jose. Jozo See, I've got Jozo in the brain, man. Um, it, would be, uh, it would be a lovely wee arc. You know, he was the shit mm. back, he was the in, heel. back in Seville. Yeah. And he comes full circle and wins as a 10. Mm. Massive face turn. Massive face I'm all, turn. I'm all for it. Yeah. Do you not think it would absolutely it would absolutely rile them as well? Like all of them oh, that yeah. go down to Chelsea games when Rangers are not playing <laughs> at home. It would absolutely rile them. They'd be absolutely beeling, man. It would be brilliant. Can you do an impression of Jose Mourinho for no, us? No, no, I can't do it. Are, are, you, are you going to do your Ronnie Dyler one? No, I didn't get a chance to work oh, on okay. it. So I, need, I don't want to do him, do him a, a bad turn. I mean, if you're going to imitate someone, you may as well. You can you do your Brendan Rogers one so that Louis can punch you? <laughs> um, uh, You can, you know. No, well, it's about the intensity of our press and the counter press. Fucking right. It's the way we work. <laughs> that is, wasn't as good as last time. That was pretty good, though. This I, is can, I can do a good day. You have to say, if you're, doing Roger, if you're doing him, you have to say, you know, the supporters. The supporters. Because this is the way we work. And I he's can, a good, he's I a good boy. The only he's a good, he's a good boy. Lee. He's oh. a good boy. <laughs> I am. Yes. To... Go on. No, the only impression I can do is the X Factor guy when he said Rachel had the DJ years ago. Go do again. Do you remember her? Ah, you do. Go. I don't. But I just remember your impression. Step, I need to do it dead loud. Okay. Though, so I'll step away step from back. the mic. Yeah. Rachel had a DJ. It's <laughs> pretty good, man. Yeah, do it yeah. again. No, can't no. do it again. No, no, no. Christian, you got any? On the Patreon, that's tier six. A tier six. Yeah, Louis doing impressions. Yeah. Uh, Christian, any impressions? No. Can you do an impression of. Do an impression of me, do an impression of you? Yeah, when I try to do the accent, and it's like, <laughs> it could be a Dutch one, it could be a German one, it could be a French one, but it's not a Norwegian one. That's, why do you sound, that's you you sound, sound like, like yourself? Why do you sound so <laughs> promiscuous? <laughs> no, you sound... Because I'm Scandinavian. Yeah. Yes, all Scandies are promiscuous. Uh, thoughts on the Player of the Year awards? Big fan. Delighted. Big fan of everything that happened. Uh, okay, talk me through what happened. Uh, Christopher Year got Player of the Year, Young Player. No, he got Young Player of the Year. Young Player of the which Year, which I was slightly surprised about. Pleasantly surprised. I thought maybe might might have been um, Edward. Uh, he got top goal scorer or goal scorer of the year. Yeah, um, um, but it was interesting in terms of. I think the two favorites for Player of the Year was James Forrest and, and Callum McGregor. Um, and Forrest is maybe the more eye-catching ones because you get goals, he gets assists, but that McGregor. Got it. Um, in a year that he hasn't, you know, been the big headlines in terms of scoring lots of goals, was I find that yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised because I think he is. Do you think as Cal- I go on about, I think he's is an incredible player, and I think. He, Do you think Scott Brown staying for another two years will stunt his development? I think he need. I think he's best in the number six. You know, so, so that's a yes then. I don't know if he'll stunt his development. I just think his development could be even better if he just play him in number six. Do you get the impression or the feeling that 
when Brown's playing next to him, it's Brown's ball, and Callum needs to give him to, give it to him. Because there is a lot of times where McGregor gets the ball and Brown will look over to know, him, and then he'll be like, "All right, sorry, Dad." <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what I love though? I love the wee bit of disobedience Aye. when he just doesn't give him it, and, <laughs> and he just fucking get, misses him out. It's brilliant because Bruni's got those kind of big red patches on his cheek by about Aye. sixty minutes, and he looks mental, <laughs> more mental than usual. But um, now McGregor's just a joy to watch. Receive the ball and so turn good. on the ball and pass the ball. You couldn't. He's he's indispensable and he's a top professional and. The amount of games he's played consistently for us and, and played so well and been so dependable, there couldn't have been anyone else in my mind to get the award. It wouldn't have been wouldn't have been right. I mean, me. John, you've you've seen what? Here we go. This table has this half of the table has seen for a long time. There is a shit house element to this podcast that thinks that um, <laughs> Cal McGregor is nothing but a squad player, an average squad player. And, name names, and name names. That Craig Gordon is. The only one true goalkeeper that we have. Ghost, come on. What? Admit it. Admit what? I've talked about it. Wrong again. Okay, well, do you know what? Fucking eat that humble pie. Since since Louis is blowing his trumpet, I'm going to blow mine. So I'll I'll go back to... to Just blow each other. (laughs) Stop blowing each other's trumpets, for fuck's sake. Um, Someone's going to get a a cold (laughs) sore. In the winter break... um, I put an article out, supported by Louis, 100%, that Scott Bain should be the goalkeeper. Christopher Yair should be the starting centre-back. And Callum McGregor should play in the number six. And I think this shows that, in terms of the next Celtic manager, you can do a lot worse than me and Louis. <laughs> Joint, so. Keep John Kennedy, because he's oh, a oh, mainstay. Oh, no, bring bring John Collins back in. So who's John Barnes and who's Doug Leash, though? Oh, that's I'm obviously John Barnes. Uh, no, you're older. You're older. <laughs> So you'll, you'll stay up in the box. I'll be on the touch line. So player of the year, Callum McGregor. Uh, Callum McGregor. Players player of the year, Callum McGregor. Um, goal of the season, Scott Browns versus St. Johnson. The absolute thunderbolt. Mm. An absolute peach. Not for me, Clive. Nah. No. Who was your, what's yours? Yeah, Christie against Hearts. Because I just thought it was such an unbelievably um, crystallising moment. Just for him. I was delighted for him to score. But to score that way with that technique, that absolutely brazen goal that it was and then he ran away and Kieran Tierney was trying to wrestle him and celebrate with him but he slid on his knees like oh, yeah. a wee guy playing FIFA and he was just loving it and I just thought I thought there's something about that goal I just love that finish that connection he just his foot's like a wand he just kind of I don't know I, I just thought it was such a, mm. an underrated it was, a fun, it was a terrific Such goal. Such great technique. And it, le- it led to that run for him that really cemented his place in the season. Because mm. he was on the verge of leave, not leaving, but like there was a ver- people had given it. At, we, yeah, no, that's the give of, a turnaround. Thank God much. we didn't sell him to Aberdeen. Could you imagine if he was playing in the other team? We're playing to my market somebody now. Some player you just didn't think was good enough at one point recently. Who? Christy. So did you. No, I didn't. <laughs> I've always been a huge fan of Christie. You I know just, we record these. And that's a fact. You know these go are back, these are Go back, there. look at the tapes. You're the Donald Trump of this podcast. You just <laughs> say things. And that's absolute fake news. <laughs> well I, see, for goal of the year, I, there needs to be different categories. There needs to be one for a long range. Every, every there needs year to be one for a For me, it's it Ed, be a build-up Edwa- one. Edwards versus Aberdeen. The importance of the goal. It came out of nothing. Yeah, the touch, finish. the technique, the finish. Fantastic. I, I still like charm against Rangers in the first game. Uh, what a yeah, great yeah. counter-attack goal. Yeah, fantastic. Well, we'll mm, we can have yeah. a end of season sort of look back at mm. the best goals and stuff can like that. Can we have an expected goals of the year award as well? Uh, yeah, we could. Yeah. I, I need to think about that. Could yeah. you actually? But, but, but <laughs> no, it's, it's not. 
Start of the year. When you hear expected goals, just think chance quality. It's not an actual goal. I, I, when I hear chance, I think chance meeting the song by Joseph K. Okay. Mm. Like but if serendipity. But if you are listening now, if, 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 if you want more tactics chat, if you want more stat chat, stat chat. Look, Tier two or tier three? Tier three is the Don't tier for you. Don't tier two. Well, I'm just saying on. you'll get the <laughs> oh, get me in tier two as well. We're being honest. There's a lot of people who just want the news and the previews and all that. And they don't want the, we, the cool fe- features and every single which is fair enough. Uh, every single Celtic game we're going to go right down in the nerd bunker and we're not going to get. We're not it. calling it the nerd bunker okay. for the start. Okay. I like okay. the fact <laughs> you're not hitting them with the other <laughs> three tiers just yet. That's good. That's good marketing. <laughs> well done. Wait, you see tier forty-five by the way. It's a personalised bath with Louis McCaffrey. Okay. <laughs> I'm. I'm <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Those poor people. What's a personalised bath? Is that? I don't know. <laughs> okay. It's just you and Louis. You in get a bath. to keep the <laughs> bath afterwards, <laughs> blowing trumpets. Um, yeah. But no, but the, the it's just a bit <laughs> shady. The fact that means some Annie's spin-off wasn't actually featured in your article today what the no because that literally will be a tier all on its own oh that's okay and you'll get all the money oh <laughs> but it has to be above three so it's gonna, be, it's gonna cost top dollar so with the patreon what we're going to do is um if you subscribe early you will get a exclusive 90 minute cynic badge but we're going to be putting out um podcasts uh patreon podcasts in may and june so you will actually get even though it won't be fully up and running, you will get Patreon podcasts in May and June. One of those podcasts will be the Louis and Samani show. <sighs> wow. And I think you should also punt the fact that the badges are hoidy. Hoidy related. Hoidy related badges. Hoide it's not just us making badges because no. they'd be shit. People have it's seen proper them. legitness. Ah, it's legitness. It's but, um, yes, me and Samani... Um, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. And as as you're saying, mate, we will try and do that tact and stat breakdown of, of one of the last games this season and put that out. Yeah. We'll probably do an instant reaction one. We'll do an instant one. reaction, potentially the Scottish Cup final thing. So, that was just so you get a taste of a taste of what it's going to be like. And there was a couple of features as well. Yeah. So, so May and June, you will actually get Patreon um, content. Uh, you also get a badge, and then when we hit in the first of July, that's when we go full time. Right. We have to finish off tonight's show. We have Louis. Come on, come in, come in. Uh, so, Christian. Now, what I've decided as just an extra thing is when you explain everything to <laughs> Can Louis, I go for a toilet break. Is this? I go for a toilet break, <laughs> right. quickly. Yes, thank you. So you tell me the rules and. Aye, then we'll be so what we'll do is we'll it's Christian's usual um, breakdown of the rules. Christian, do you want to just go through them for us? Yeah, I did ask you to print all the players. I've got them here for oh, you. Oh, Don't do you? Worry about that. Okay, yes, thank you. Um, okay, so yeah, it's, it's cynic captains again. Um, first, I was thinking maybe shouldn't do this when when Louis is on because he's terrible. But then I thought it's actually more funny. Yeah, it's when funny, he's yeah. on. So what you do? Big John. Bowd wasn't, <laughs> Bowd Bowd wasn't great. Bowd either. was hammered off, to be That's fair. That's to be fair. Bowd was seen that as well. <laughs> um, so, it's your job to pick a team of Celtic players within a set criteria. I'll okay. give you that criteria. Um, we'll Not yet. C- you can't give them it yet. No, no. We'll, yeah, we'll wait. But we'll wait. what I would say is... Um, legit, John legitimately came up to me a couple of weeks ago and he said, uh, see you listening to Lou on that podcast. He, he, you were raging. <laughs> and now it's your time... Now you're under the spotlight. Aye, under the Literally. microscope. Now aye. you're under the microscope. It's so like, everyone... It's like you know, those parts in the office, you need to fast forward because it's just too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not today. Like, no, 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 not for me. It not just today. derails you completely. We'll do a coin toss when, when Louis is okay, back. Okay. So you can choose if you want to do go first 
or if you want to go second and get two okay. choices. Okay. Just, okay. Okay. Close we'll we'll do it now. We'll do it now. Heads or tails, Big John? Tails. Here we go. It is heads. Okay. So you've got the pack then. Would you want to go first or do you want to go second and have two choices? If you go second, you get two choices. Right? I'll go second. Right, okay, second. let me just get my, my um, Each player gets 20 seconds to choose. If you've not picked a player within 20 seconds, the next player gets to choose yeah. two. Um, remember, think about the team. You need to pick what, a team that will, be, will, be, will beat the other team over a two-legged tie. It's the okay. same game we play every time. The criteria... Is. is very specific, right? So, like, so listen, Louis. Listen. Okay. Give them, gonna, yeah. I will, we'll give them 30 seconds. We'll give them both 10 or 15 seconds, actually, before we start the clock. Okay. okay? So, Louis, you're first. You get two goes. No, no he's second. Apologies. Okay. The criteria is, and if you're playing along at home, remember 20 seconds uh, for each one. The criteria is, according to Wikipedia, Wikipedia, players born after 1950, so okay. 1950s up to present day. Born after 1950, up to present day. You can beat today's team. And today's team. Players who have been capped for Scotland while playing for Celtic. Okay? So since 1950... John. Born, 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 well, born after 1950. Not playing. Born after 1950. So none of the lesbian lines, for example. Well, that's... Exactly. Yeah. So there's none of the lesbian lines are in it. So, are we clear on the criteria? <laughs> Fully clear? Yeah. Big John? Three, two, one, go. Any position member? Craig Gordon. Oh, you're starting with the goalkeeper. Okay. okay. That's fine. Craig Gordon is John's first pick. Louis, go. David Marshall. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Right. Fair enough. Uh, hold on. Was he capped? He was not capped while he was playing at Celtic. <laughs> All right, Falcon. <laughs> no, 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 you can't. It's, too, it's a game. Two, it's two shots to John. Oh, well, he, he, he had two, though. Aye. Oh, oh okay, so aye. you, you aye. get the book. She's trying to screw me over already, Scott Bain. But, there you go, Scott okay. Bain. I don't right. know why both started with a goalkeeper when you could have started elsewhere. But, Big John, okay. your turn. John, go. Jackie McNamara. Okay, Ooh. nice. That's when we're going mine. Uh, Louis, go. Um, Paul Lambert. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Go. Uh, John, three, two, one, go. Uh, Charlie McGrew. Oh, Jesus. You're just, going, you're just going out from the back, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Louis, three, two, one, go. Kieran Tierney. Oh, Oof. nicely it's done. a lot more organised this time. Yes, it's very good. Uh, John, John, three, two, one, go. Roy Aitken. Oh, oh. Lovely stuff. Louis's never heard of Roy Aitken. Uh, Louis, <laughs> three, there's, some, there's some absolute peaches you haven't picked. Louis, three... You Two, could have picked. one, go. <laughs> Just keys a wee minute. Oh, you got Cal McGregor. Cal McGregor, okay, fair enough. Brilliant. You're going to run out of current players pretty soon, you know. Uh, John, three, two, one, go. Mark Wilson. Was he capped? He was? Yeah. Yes, he was, yeah, okay. Right, uh, Louis, three, um, two, all the players one, go. Tom Boyd. Yep. Tom Boyd is on there. Perfect, actually. Oof. This is incredible. Oh, this I'm is going this. to well. John, three, two, one, go. Paul Day. Oh, there, there we go. I, I can't believe I, nobody... I, I know, that would be my first pick, by the way. This uh, is... Uh, uh, Louis. Louis, three, two, one, go. Kenny Douglas. Oh, yes. there he is. There we go. Born in 51, I think. Okay, uh, John, three, two, one, go. Craig Burnley. Yes. <sighs> Talking about XG. 
Okay, and uh, Louis, three, two, one, go. It's very organised, but it's not much fun yet. <laughs> <laughs> Louis, just change him. that. Say something oh, stupid. Louis, say, some, say Tom Rogic or something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, usually takes 50 minutes. It's so far, it's taken six. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're running out of time. 17, right? 18, 19. Jinky Johnson? No. no. Two no. shots to John. Damn. So, John, you've got 40 seconds to name two players. Three, two, one, go. Uh, James Forrest. Yes, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. fine. So take your time. I've still got. You've three. still got seven, eight. You've got you know. Tw- you've got three players to pick. I've got three players. But he's got one. One. He got another pick left. He's only got one pick left, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Uh, Lee, oh. Lee Griffiths. Yep. Yeah. That's fine. Griffiths there. Okay. Uh, Louis McCaffrey. You got Ben Lambertini, McGregor, Boyd, Daglish. Scottish players. Scottish for Celtic. Scottish players for Celtic. Three, two, one, go. 20 seconds, Louis, take your time, relax. There's been easy. loads of Scottish players. There's been, it's a Scottish club, but there's been a lot of Scottish players. It's not any, all, not, any one of them. You not, can pick any one of them. It doesn't have to be not a specific all capped, one. remember? Uh, but 13, you can say names. 14, and maybe 15, 16, 17, Any Scottish 18, player, oh, bloody hell. 19. Uh, Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's true, John Kennedy. Yes. Fair enough. Well Fucking done on getting hell. a player. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the reaction there was fantastic. John, three, two, one, go. Simon Donnelly. Yep. yep. Nice. Okay. You're not giving me Louis much thinking time. Louis, it? three, two, one, go. <laughs> oh. Uh, DJ. Me. Darren Jackson. Darren Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Yeah. I was going to say Darren Jackson. <laughs> Oh, well right. played, DJ. Uh, John, three. How many? One? John's just to get one more, don't yeah, you? One three, left for John. Two. You've got Gordon, McNamara, Mulgrew, Aitken, Wilson, McStay, Burley, Forrest, Griffiths, Donnelly. Three, two, one, go. Paul Elliott? She's no, Scottish, he was English. He? No. Ooh, oh, back it. So, jo- Louis, you've got two. You've got 40 seconds to get two players starting now. Into the mic, my man. Champions League defence. You know, stuff like that. There's lots of players. Champions League defence. Who you got? You got Bain, Lambertini, McGregor, Boyd, Daglish, Kennedy, Jackson. I'm thinking I need a bit of creativity. You need somebody. You need a player. Right, you get 20 seconds as passed. Right. What? You get get 20 seconds. I've got 20 seconds left. Yeah. Two players. Any Scottish player. Scotland. Scotland. I know, man. I don't like Scotland. (laughs) You get 10, you you get five seconds, four... Three, Jesus, Louis. Scottish players. I don't want half of them. Right, okay, oh, there you go. It's better than John, oh, back to John. Three, two, one, go. Chris Commons. Oh, yeah, dirty, <laughs> dirty, dirty, dirty. I needed a number 10, man. Dirty, what do you want dirty. me to do? Okay. I'd, I'd, la- I'd rather you lost, to be honest. <laughs> so, uh, Louis. So, so, Louis, John's got 11 now, you got eight, which isn't eight. bad for you, but you need three more players. Oh, Scottish players. Who've played, think about the teams that played just... Yeah. Any. What positions does he need? We got a goalkeeper. Got Tierney. Into the mic. Um, You got Kennedy uh, at the back. You, I guess, Tom Boyd at the back. So you got right. You got right back and a left back. Um, You got McGregor. He's got a midfield. Does he need a centre half? Lambert. Um. Yeah. Think about the centre halves. Who? Who? Who was the captain in the? The heat that got us to the Champions League. There, no, I'm not doing that. There's a player there with. There's a, a defender with 76 caps, one with 62. 
one with 14, but I don't want him. Um, one with 17 caps. You know, it's... Um, oh, Mike Manis. Hell. Yep, Steve yeah, McManus. Yeah, that's Steven one. McManus. Okay. Just two more plays, Louis. This, is, this isn't half bad for you. I know. I know. So maybe striker. You got that leash. And Jackson, actually. So Think about strikers who yeah, play you know, for any, Fletcher. No, he did play for us. Oh, fucking Christ. hell. Yeah. <sighs> There's lots of people called yeah. Frank in the eighties <laughs> who played for Celtic. Who's strikers? There's lots of people called Charlie who scored. Who Even played? Brian, Charlie Nicholas. There you go. <laughs> um, maybe another midfielder. Somebody called. Oh, she got for eleven. He's yeah, got oh, about half an hour ago. Oh, for f- um, um, people. Need- all the people called Paul. People called Sean. <laughs> people called Barry. Not, not Sean South. Okay. <laughs> Uh, even Stuart, there's a Stuart. In remember there. the boy we signed for. Remember the guy who, yeah. you know, I mean, ginger hair used to uh, under, you know. <laughs> fucking Christ. No, no. You don't okay. like Barry Robson, though. No? Nah, nah. I'm not okay, can you just pick one? I can't. I can't think. I need somebody creative. Point me in that direction. This Stuart, is really hard, by the way. Look at my hair. Stuart, look at my hair. Used to play for his... Oh, that prick, no. Oh, he's better than nobody. Okay, well, okay. Armstrong. Stuart, Stuart Armstrong. Armstrong. I don't even want him. This isn't well, my team. I don't... Nobody wants no, this. Well, this is what you got. Jesus Christ. Right, um, we'll put these teams out uh, <laughs> tomorrow and we'd like you to judge Louis and John for... Judge them harshly, if you could. And um, what are the teams now? Can you so, um, Big John had Gordon... McNamara, Mulgrew, Aitken, Wilson, McStay, Burley, Forrest, Griffith, Donnelly, Chris Commons. Quite a weird team. Quite a weird team. I went, yeah. for, a, I went for a four, two, three, one. Okay. I know Donnelly's not really a left winger, but I couldn't think no, of where else that's to put him. Fine. So Gordon, McNamara, Mulgrew, Aitken, Wilson, McStay and Burnley, Burley in the middle. Then Forrest outright, Commons can as a 10, Donnelly is left, Griffiths up front. This is how you one. play the game. This is how you play the this game. Is, this is dealing Christian's with a professional very, very, very impressed. Louis... Louis had uh, Scott Bain, Paul Lambert, Kieran Cheney, Callum McGregor, uh, Tom Boyd, Kenny Daglish, John Kennedy, Darren Jackson, Stephen McManus, Charlie Nichols, Stuart Armstrong. Somehow he ends up with really good teams. Playing a 4-4-2, <laughs> diamond in midfield. <laughs> Who's got, your diamond? Uh, obviously, so I've got Bain and goals, Tierney and, and Boyd as my fullbacks. Uh, my that's fullbacks, fine. pretty solid. Yeah. Um, Kennedy and McManus. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, fine. Centre halves, so I don't think you're arguing yeah. with that. No. Um, then I'm playing base a diamond, diamond. Yeah. base of the diamond of course is Cal McGregor the metronome okay. keeping things ticking over um, at the top of the diamond we've got Stuart Armstrong mm-hmm. wee bit of creativity wee bit of breaking the lines yeah okay either side we've got Paul Lambert Darren Jackson DJ yeah, doesn't really work well yeah. they're going there I would the, have, the I'd have Lambert day. sitting they're going there okay <laughs> I want McGregor in that space. And then you got... And then I've got Dalglish and... uh, Nicholas playing off Dalglish. Okay, fair enough. That could have been a Liverpool forward if he'd went to Liverpool as opposed to Arsenal. It's Mm. it's actually a really good team. He does this every time. (laughs) He fannies about and he always gets a really good... Completed. Um, I personally would have went... Uh, McStay instantly probably you know McStay because McGregor, you had about 20 hours to think about it I only found it John I were under pressure I only th- I under only a found microscope yeah fair enough it is tough to be fair I um, just went for Gordon because I literally for the life of me couldn't think of another I mean, keeper just off the top of my head some keepers like, Johnny Gould you um, could have Johnny Gould was there anybody keepers, that um, you kept thinking about that you just didn't want Mark to Brown 
Um, Is Gary Caldwell was one of them? Yeah. I didn't want to pick Caldwell because I'd already picked McGrew and I thought I'd already let the side down enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I couldn't think of a left back, so I went for Mark Wilson because he's recent. But yeah, um, I was delighted I remembered Commons. I knew it was going to fuck you yeah. up so much. Man. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Danny McGrain Yeah of course yeah, Willie Will, Will, Will McStay John Collins Oh the passing The moving The tempo yeah. um, Who else Phil O'Donnell <laughs> Mo <The> Johnson <laughs> um, Frank, Frank McGarvey Frank, Frank McAvaney Brian McClare Brian McClare Chalky Kenny Miller <laughs> see, um, see John Kennedy. See the cap that he got Where he broke his leg And ruined his career That was his one Scotland cap I'm pretty sure Hmm you, you, you could have How many caps does John Kennedy have? Uh, six. Okay, so I'm talking shit then. Um, I, thought, I thought that. Maybe it was his one I mean, start. You, you could have gone for Danny Fox. Um, no, you, no, you Jack have. Henry. He was Whoa. there. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and on that bombshell, uh, well, what we'll do is we'll put those uh, two teams up and uh, we might even do a wee poll like we did last time. Paul Lou, Hartley. Lou will probably win, unfortunately, but that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Um Christian Wolf, pleasure as always, sir. Thanks for arranging the, the wee game. Pleasure was all mine. Louis, thanks for taking part in the wee game. Don't, no more wee games, right? No one I'm on. N- not with you, no. John, thanks for dominating the wee game. But ultimately losing because I picked worse players. <laughs> or uh, divisive players, you know. But John, being organised and being professional, that's the real quiz. That's okay. the real quiz. Oh, well, I'm, de- I'm delighted to have given it my, my best shot. It is hard. It is really hard. I'm Chris Gallagher. We're the 90 Minute Cynic and we'll speak to you down the road.